pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. And welcome to One Life Left. Uh, this is One Life Left, video games, radio show. Uh, I'm Anne Scantlebury, and I'm a little bit out of sorts. Because in the studio, it's just me and... Uh, is it this? <laughs> ben there we go, there we go. That's the I am the caretaker. Uh <laughs> Ben is our caretaker and he uh, looks after all the uploads of the show. So if you listen to the show as a podcast. Which you won't be with this episode. No, you will. <laughs> Let's have a little bit of faith. Let's have a little bit of faith in yeah. our abilities and definitely not the fact that I can't get the microphone to stay in front of my face. Come here. There we go. That's better. Oh, also the laptop won't sit there. So, hello. This good is evening one... and welcome. Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left. It's a very special edition this week. We are without Steve and Simon. Yeah. Why? I don't really know why. No. I think Simon's got something new for his uh, Switch. That's normally Classic what Simon. he. That's what he was buying last week. Yeah. So there was definitely some Switch purchases going on. That's his. That's the latest addition to his family, the one he loves the most. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's good. So Simon's off probably playing a Switch somewhere. I think Steve mm. is ill because he was in LA at the, well, over the During last the week. week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it turns out that's quite a long flight. So I think he caught, he caught the LA Lurgy, the laggy, um, <laughs> and can't be on the show because that's rules. You can't spread rules. around germs no. in the studio. Um. And I heard that Ben was going to be around today, and I, I was initially thinking, just won't do the show, just put out, put out a rerun. But yeah. no, listener, no, we care about you far too much to just run away every time <laughs> Steve and Simon can't be here. So Ben and I have decided to brave it yeah. and do an average show. That's all we can do. I mean, the, the, the highest we're hoping for is average, so do stick with us. Anything could happen in this hour. I don't know what's on the CD that's in there. Oh. So, and, so I'm... We're playing Russian roulette with our tunes today. But that usually happens, and I just edit it out to make <laughs> Steve look good or sound good. Here we go. This so. is why we have you on the show, Ben. Yeah. Um, It'll only be a 40-minute show, but that'll be fine. <laughs> I think that's totally fine. Ben, hello. Um, hello. How was your weekend? That's how we usually start the show. Uh, it was quite good. Um, I bought some roller skates. What? <laughs> why? I'm, I'm taking up skating. I think it's the cool thing, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to be... Skating to work. Wow. As, but I've tried to find a route that doesn't have any hills. That seems which is quite key. difficult. But yeah. yeah. So that's my way of trying to keep fit without without actually doing any running. I want yeah. to avoid running. That's so, that's yeah. fair enough. Running isn't great. But yeah, that was about it for me. What was your weekend like? My weekend was good. Uh I didn't again didn't get up very much. I went swimming. 
This is a very keep fit ep- episode. That's why. I think. This is why Steers off because yeah. he obviously wasn't keeping doing, fit. He could have been doing laps around that jumbo jet, but yeah. instead he just sat down and watched the um, whatever video films were on at the time. Probably yeah. a very old episode of Suits. I think. That's yeah, probably I know he on. doesn't like the Avengers, so he probably wasn't watching Ooh. those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I went swimming, but I also played a very very good game, which that's I will good. be reviewing later. In the show. Wow. My best VR game yet. The best VR game yet? The best VR game. Actually, yes, it is. As I was leaving work earlier, someone asked me what I've been playing and I said, oh, I played something something this week and it's the best VR game I've ever played. So that's going to be a good review. I've I've not played any VR games yet, so I'll be interested to see if we'll, this will make me first buy a VR set and then also buy a PlayStation 4 to play that VR game on. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So. (laughs) Good. Right. We'll, see. well, should we get on with the news? Because that's what we usually do in this bit. That is, yeah, normally Simon then says something, makes a very quick leap and then says, and now it's time for Anne's news. Seven oh four on Monday, the fifteenth of October. I'm Anne Scantlebury, and this is the news. Sony hasn't announced the PS5, but it's basically announced the PS5. Speaking to the Financial Times, Sony boss Kenichiro Yoshida said, "At this point, what I can say is it's necessary to have a next-generation hardware." There is zero other new information on that, but that's probably enough for us to all throw our PS4s onto the fireworks night bonfire and prepare a space at home for some shiny, expensive plastic. Ooh. Ooh, PS5. So you just said that you don't have a PS4. I don't have a PS4. What do you have? I have never owned a Sony console. Really? Yeah. So I really, really love my PS4. Mm. So I had a PS3. Yeah. Thought that was great. Also yeah. had an Xbox 360, yeah. and that was fine, but I wasn't massively into it. Mm. Uh, got a PS4 and just completely fell in love with it. And I think it's definitely to do with it being a home entertainment unit as well as a... Yeah. And just the fact that I can go on there, it actually makes me feel much more comfortable like navigating um, around Netflix or whatever on um, on a joypad instead of... I don't. Right. I don't know how. I don't have a TV anymore, so I don't really <laughs> a controller instead of yeah. a controller. So I think that just for me, using that all the time means that when I'm playing games, I feel really comfortable with that setup as well. Um, mm. So yeah, I love my PS4. I probably would love it, but I think it's it's also the fact that it takes up space, and in particular, it's trying to think if I was to to use the selling point of it being an entertainment system, I would. I'm fairly sure I would get the argument back. Um, you already have a laptop and you can watch <laughs> Netflix on that. So why spend a PS4 just to play other games when you also have games on your Switch that you haven't played yet? That's fair. And also games on your GameCube you haven't played yet. And mm. we've, we're following all the way back to Spectrum Plus 3 properly. So do you think you should never update your console until you've played everything on the console you already have? I probably do think that. And then... Every so often I do buy a new console, but I think it, I feel like the Sony one is just opening a door to a totally mm. new set of games. But And they aren't cheap, are they? No. And, and I think the other thing is I just can't get to handle, can't get to grips <laughs> with the uh, Sony Joypad. I don't really like it. I love it. You see, it feels I th- awkward to me. To me, it I feels think. natural. It feels like I was, I de- not like I was born with it. Definitely <laughs> not like I was born with it. But yeah, I really like it. Definitely. It, it fits really nicely in my little woman's hands. Hmm. Maybe that's who they're marking. I've got it. little hands as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm interested in a PS5. I'm interested. You know, I mean, it's not. It's not a massive leap for them to say it's necessary to have next generation hardware because it is because people expect it and people mm. want it and the specs will be a bit better. But they did the PS4 Pro, which was sort of slightly better as well it feels almost like they're not doing big jumps anymore it's kind Mm. of like with the iphone as well it's only getting slightly better rather than a massive change yeah the other thing i think is 
could potentially be the PS5 not be called the PS5. Are they going to do a Microsoft and just change it? Oh, yeah. Change it to, like, I don't know, what other numbers could they use? Te- like, just double it, 10 to 10. PS10. PS10. Or maybe if they wait for an anniversary, they'll just tie it into an anniversary date. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, there could be anniversaries coming up. But, yeah, the other thing that I was thinking of, which I kind of lost track of, was um, is the Sony president Yoshida, is that what you said? Yeah. I was just thinking of... Uh, Anyone, anyone at home who wants to write a uh, Marioki song, they can do The Flaming Lips, Yoshida Battles the Pink Robots. So there you go. Perfect. Rockstar's Dan Hauser has said that Red Redemption 2 is the hardest project Rockstar has done with teams working 100 hours a week several times in 2018. Early this year, in an interview with Vulture, Dan's brother Sam said, We've poured everything we have into Red Redemption 2. We have really pushed ourselves as hard as we can. Probably worth reminding everyone now that overworking is not a good metric for enthusiasm, passion or creativity on any project and it's very harmful when people in positions of power try to equate them like that. What what game is it again? When, uh Red, wait, what is it? Red Dead Redemption 2, what did I say? I think it was Red Redemption or something. It was getting very confused. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll edit we'll that edit, in post. Yeah. We'll edit in yeah. post, that'll be fine. But, um, yeah. yeah, this isn't great. 100 hours, that's, yeah, that's, that's the triple figures. They've gone for the triple figures. This is going to be an amazing how, game now. How many, okay, how many hours in a week? 24 Times seven. Four seasons in one day. 168 hours in a week. So if you're doing 100 hour weeks, you've only got 68 hours. Are you doing? Outside of work. Yeah. So 68 divided by seven is nine. So if you need to get eight hours of sleep, you've got one hour, presumably, to get home. Well, half an hour to get home, get straight into bed, have your eight hours, half an hour away to get up, yeah. get back into work. So presumably people aren't sleeping very well either. No, and sleep, you need quality sleep, otherwise you're going to make mistakes and then that'll make you have to stay an extra hour at work, so 101 hours. Yeah. That I th- would be bad. I think I understand when people want to say, we care about this game so much, this is going to be an amazing thing, we have put, our teams have put so much into it. But if how you're describing that is the hours that people have because mm. no i don't think anybody voluntarily goes brilliant yeah love love to love to work 100 hours a week mm. love that for for several weeks yeah nobody really wants that so that's that is a cultural uh thing that's happening in a workplace some some places people don't want to be the first person to leave mm. uh I have no problems at all with being that person. So <laughs> you're just going to walk out if, now, if, aren't you? If the people, if the people at Rockstar Games want to leave early, just just give me a call. I'll come join join the company, and I'll leave. I'll be prepared to leave at two o'clock, two in the afternoon. <laughs> we'll go for. Um, now there was uh, some. Uh, I think it was in 2010. There was uh, um, something uh, that came from the uh, well the wives of Rockstar San Diego, but partners of people who worked at uh, Rockstar San Diego who were saying that the employees were working, you know, 60-hour weeks, 12-hour days, working on Saturday. Um, and, and they wanted more, and now they've got it. 100 <laughs> hours, there you go. <laughs> yes. Um, and at the time, Rockstar was saying, you know, it's not it's not like that. I, I just got a little quote from them um, from back then. We're saddened if any former members of... Any studio did not find their time here enjoyable or creatively fulfilling and wish them well with finding an environment more suitable to their temperaments and needs. But that oh, doesn't, come on. That doesn't necessarily mean that they, the people who worked super long hours weren't creatively fulfilled, but they probably also wanted to get some sleep as well. Yeah. I mean, it, I, this is, I think this has universally been seen as being quite ridiculous and you know really really bad to set this kind of example for people coming into the games industry yeah or for actually for people who play these games because they're saying it's the these people these people are putting in hundreds of hours so if there's anything wrong you know where to look and the other the other thing is nowadays the game isn't finished when it comes out there's always patches and updates so it almost feels 
I reckon even with these 100-hour weeks, there's going to be a point where Red Dead Redemption will get a patch because they found a bug that they haven't mm. found. So they're going to say, all right, it's finished. But it's still not going to be finished. It's a weird sort of situation. Why do all those hours? Mm. And the other thing to bear in mind is this comes not long after the news at Telltale Games yeah, where people were laid off despite them doing significantly long hours in a week, not getting paid overtime for it. So they did all those extra hours for no benefit. Would I be prepared to do the same for Rockstar Games? Probably not. No. But. And and they're saying, well, this is a huge game. This is going to be, I think they were saying around 65 hours long. It's got, uh, I think, 700 um, voice actors um, narrating, I think it was half a million lines of dialogue, mm. which is huge. This is massive, obviously. And you start going, oh, well, of course people, it's so big, of course people have had to work hard. But no, if, if there's good management and planning, then... I bet the, I bet the uh, 700, 7,700 people who came in to do the voice mm. overs, they weren't coming in at two in the morning, staying till two, well, <laughs> 24 hours. Oh, like. I think that they were, I, I think I read that they were hopefully all covered by uh, SAG-AFTRA and obviously yeah. they've got that new agreement. But uh, you, no. but you, so they don't have to do it. Why do the programmers have to do it? And then it gets all these different levels. You Probably yeah. the senior people, they're probably not doing 24-hour days and stuff like yeah. that. But, yeah. Well, we won't know, but we don't condone it. And we'll be leaving at 8 o'clock on the dot tonight. To mark World Mental Health Day, Hellblade developer Ninja Theory has announced a scholarship programme for mental health training. Named Sanua's Scholarship, it was inspired by the work Ninja Theory did with Cambridgeshire and Peterborough NHS Foundation Trust to create the portrayal of Sanua's psychosis in Hellblade Sanua's Sacrifice. The scholarship will help fund a student work with the team at Recovery College East and work towards a professional training qualification. The qualification will enable them to have the opportunity to develop a career in adult education oh, you over on the bed there you can't but, yeah. you can't change that um, <laughs> this is good it is some good news from video games yeah. there you go they can do good so i think it's interesting uh just reading about how much work uh ninja theory did um with the cambridgeshire and peterborough nhs foundation trust um on trying to uh get an accurate portrayal of psychosis uh, in their game and I think that's really important when you are portraying something that is very that's incredibly serious like that and also you know just to be completely clear this is one portrayal of it and I don't think anyone is saying this is what all psychosis is like but knowing that they have worked with um, professionals to try and create uh, an accurate possible example of psychosis is brilliant because this kind of thing can help people understand um, and then how they've they're sort of like paying back into that because you work with uh, professionals in these areas to create uh, accurate and interesting entertainment. But if you just take, take, take all the time, that becomes a mm. little problematic, I think. Yeah, I think it's 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 definitely something if you're doing a game like that and you want to you don't want to make it crass and sort of quite sort of make leaps and assume stuff it's probably best to do as much research as possible mm. and sort of like you said not make it fully accurate to say this is exactly what happens but this is what can happen mm. and it's to get doing video games something like that will make it that how it's how it's portrayed doing it the right way can gain a lot of empathy and understanding and i think this is where video games can do good yeah and you know there's a lot of talk about oh video games the worst medium because it puts you in the position and if it's violence then that that's making you violent but it also means that it's one of the more empathetic mediums i think yeah it's putting you in a very like a very close relationship to the characters even if you aren't playing directly as that character you are playing alongside that character you are in that character's world and so how they are portrayed to you and how you experience them i think you know it has a massive massive um scope for empathy yeah. there and if it's portrayed incorrectly and i think that it is very easy to go like oh we want this character they're suffering and they've got psychosis and this and it's 
very it could be very easy to just yeah. do a stereotypical portrayal whereas mm. this is really good and i mean i i sort of looked into the um uh into the scholarship and it's interesting i think it's actually they're helping someone it's a little bit unclear. I looked on the NHS website and it's a little bit unclear as to what the scholarship is for, but I think it is to help somebody who has possibly had some mental health issues to get some new training and to get these qualifications. And I'm not certain that the qualifications are in mental health. It's a little bit unclear mm. there, but it's, you know, if that's something that you're interested in, I'd say it's definitely worth looking that up and reading around it a little bit more. Sega Europe will be moving its entire Q18 to Bulgaria from London by 2020. Sega Europe president and COO Gary Dale told GamesIndustry.biz that the move has nothing to do with Brexit, saying Bulgaria is a European leader for IT development, home to regional offices for some of the most renowned tech outfits in the world, including IBM and Hewlett-Packard, and has a history of technological accomplishment and innovation. Current staff members in London are being offered the chance to relocate. Oh, that's not that's good. Well, it's good if you want to go and live in Bulgaria and work for Sega, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, that's... If definite that's, plus if that's what you're into, if that's then what you're that's into, right that's, up your street. That's yeah. great. Uh, and obviously, if you move to Bulgaria, Bulgaria is in the European Union, so you'll be remaining uh, within a state in the European well, Union. Well, that would that would be the case if this had anything to do with Brexit. Which but it obviously doesn't. It doesn't. It yeah, definitely it doesn't. To do with it. Absolutely nothing. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I get the feeling there is a lot of... In the games industry, from what I understand, there are a lot of people working in London and elsewhere who are EU nationals. Mm. So they're obviously quite worried about what will happen in March, I suppose. If Sega have a significant proportion of those people who work in the EU, then who are EU nationals, then mm. it kind of makes sense to have at least something else up your sleeve to, yeah. to go there. But yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's worth also thinking that London and England and the UK aren't the centre of everything. No. Obviously, it's the heart of One Life Left. It's where we broadcast from. It's where mm. the wonderful Resonance 104.4 FM is based. But it's not the centre of everything. So yeah. obviously, moving an office can just be moving an office because yeah. it makes sense, because there's uh, you know maybe a different culture of uh, innovation and kind of work around there where you could probably there's lots of people that you could employ that would be fantastic there at these might, roles. There might be a really nice coffee shop just around the there corner. Might, I, yeah. I would move for nice coffee shop. Even though I don't like coffee, just the thought of a nice coffee shop around the corner will make me move places. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I saw on Twitter good friend of the show, Ed Fear, saying a reason that this is sad for him is that a lot of people that work in the games industry that are based in or around London, mm. this was their start. Yeah. Working for the QA team at Sega um, is where they started their careers. Mm. And it's sad to see that base, that foundation, that introduction to the industry moving. So that won't yeah. be a stream coming into the industry anymore. Is, is Ed Fear to do with Brexit as well? Because there was Project Fear, wasn't there? Is that, is, is, Project did Ed he Fear. give his name to the, to the Brexit? Is he the, I mean, is he the reason... The fifty-two percent one. I, d I don't know. I don't think that's his political leaning. But oh, right. you know, sometimes things get skewed in politics. That's true. Anyway, this sounds less like Project Fear and more Project Sophia. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And finally, congratulations to Uber Eats who found a Call of Duty pun and ran a full promotional offer with it. Last weekend in partnership with fish and chip chain Harry Ramsden's, the delivery service offered the opportunity to get a free download copy of Call of Duty Black Ops 4 with your cod and chips. That is a good pun because Call of Duty can be shortened to COD or COD, just like the fish. At One Life Left, we recommend that you ensure both your COD and your COD are sustainably sourced, but you can get your blops from wherever you want. Nothing. I, I I always try and make sure my blops are gluten free. I, I think that's the best thing nowadays. Uh, so good. They good. They got a pun. They got a pun. They that, got. They, they got figured it. They figured it out. Yeah. They. I mean, there's there's loads more fish puns. Fish puns are easy, aren't they? So you could they could have got in first place or something like that. There's what else? What else, could, Ben? What else? They could have got a haddock. 
when not tonight i've got a haddock that's from the famous fish night resistance uh, pun from your sinclair and um, what other ones have we got um it's obviously bass sea bass so you could say um what other fish are puffer fish puffer fish yeah could you, is there, are there any are there any character are there any characters with asthma in call of duty or they could <laughs> need like an inhaler so not, that puffer, not that I know of. Not that I know of. Anyway, puffer, so puffer jacket. This was a great, um, great pun. Great promotion on a pun. That's would have a... been, would have been brilliant. What? If it had worked. What? What? Can you imagine? So apparently there were, uh, there weren't. This didn't work for everyone. There were lots of people who tried to redeem this offer. So it was only actually available at three um, Harry Ramsden places: one in Manchester, one in London, one I think in Birmingham. Um, from the sounds of it, there were very very limited number um of downloads available mm. which meant that it ran out very quickly but lots of people were able to start placing an order and then it got rejected from the restaurant oh, so they no. didn't even get their fish and chips they no. didn't get their download and it was good value as well 7.99 for cotton chips and a video game that's value yeah could they have given you a battered sausage instead or did it have to relate to the video game right so i think you had to order cod and chips oh. and as we know you know cod has it is that ethical to eat cod with I, the dwindling i, I believe cod, cod is back cod, oh. cod, cod is back <laughs> and you're allowed you're allowed this is this is a one life left exclusive but you can have cod back in the uh, in your uh, on your plate if you want and i think it's i think haddock may be down but although I'm not entirely sure if if COD the game is doing that well. I think it's sold not very well this weekend, even though it's now got a battle royale mode. Ooh! Because that's if you're doing a video game now, you've got to have a battle royale mode. Yeah, you do. Otherwise, you're not zeitgeist, and everyone wants to be zeitgeist. Everyone does, which is why. And also, everyone wants to sell loads of games. Well, it didn't work for for COD this time. Maybe maybe it wasn't enough fish as well. Do so. you think this is the decline of? Um battle royales I, I i wouldn't really like to to make that judgment i can make judgment on fish but i'm not prepared to make judgment on battle royale at the moment well there we go <laughs> good, good joke to end on wasn't it yeah thanks ben <laughs> one life left video game news with Yeah, what, that what was, was that then? It was uh, Monotron, and the song is actually called Chip Tune. We've been going hard with news. Uh, yeah. We're at 28 minutes past seven. That's, is that, that the longest news that's ever happened? I think Steen Simon nearly beat that last last week. I mean, there was other news that you could have included even. Uh, there was a GTA world record. That Should we was... hold those for later just in case we need some more ho- hardcore content? We could do, yeah. I think we are going full point. content we're going... today. We're going full content tonight. Right, well... I think this is it. Okay, cool. Uh, right, well, <laughs> enough, enough of that. Uh, so we've had loads of news already. 
Yeah. I, th- I think I'd like to see if we can if we can get one of one of our correspondents in. Do you, do you know if we could maybe dial in Sega <laughs> are we? I, I don't know. Do you know his number? Let, let's let's see. Um, maybe if I just start his jingle, maybe he'll be here. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. There was consternation in the Mushroom Kingdom as Parappa the Rapper went to visit President Bowser at the Mushroom Palace. Parappa showed up without his usual beanie hat and had replaced it with a red baseball cap that said, Make Nintendo Great Again. This caused confusion among Parappa's fans as he had previously insulted the then president, George W. Bush, the W stands for Wario, by saying Wario didn't care about PlayStation characters. When welcoming Parappa to the palace, Bowser gave his usual rambling speech. Grah, he said, which roughly translated to, Parappa is one of the best rappers in the world. He's great, mostly because he says, I'm great. I'm a firm believer in cross-platform play and will be introducing tariffs on this to make money. Now I'm off to play Mario Golf. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Oh, he's just going out. I've, I've written notes that say ends abruptly. This is an ends abruptly song. And it's by, uh, it's Secret Seven and it's by Ada Mills. And Oh, Ada Mills. I feel like I've heard well, something similar. Well, there's, there's a certain presenter on a certain uh, video games radio show that has decided uh, Ada Mills is actually called Adam Mills. And I don't know who that person could be. but I don't know who else talks about chip tunes if if someone ever does a chip tune again and you hear them say adam mills they've okay. definitely got it wrong no there's a there's, there's a capital m ada mills ada mills so there you go well ada mills that was a uh, very nice very relaxing needs to needs to work on our endings to the songs though, yeah I'd say. yeah um great to hear from sega again uh, yeah he, he came in and he just stormed just... through bashed open the door and then just sort of left straight away he's someone who doesn't work any extra hours that he doesn't have to <laughs> well he's definitely not been working the last year or so he's, he's <laughs> taken a break for well some good to have him back we'd love to have him uh, on the show again anytime soon really I, I think local news has got quite depressing so it's not really for a uh, <laughs> no that's a... that's a problem but luckily Parappa the Rapper came came good with some craziness so thank you, you Parappa all right well you know I said earlier that I have no idea what's on the cd mm. Uh, I've lined up the next track. Ooh. 
I'm hoping that it's letters because we've got loads of letters and thank you so much if you wrote in. We're going to spend the next little while yeah. going through them. Uh, it's very interesting content. Very interesting content. Uh, if this isn't the letters, though, I guess we'll just do whatever it is. Yeah. Professional. All right. Uh, dear team uh, Anne and SSG, uh, with all the grim stories about overwork, crunch, burnout and redundancies lately, it's surely just a matter of weeks until developers around the world gather together and unionise. It's got me thinking, which video game character would be the perfect spokesman for the International Union of Game Workers? For me, it's got to be GLaDOS from the Portal Games. Who better to stare down the greedy corporate overlords and demand regular hours, fair pay and free cake? What do you reckon? Cheers, Matt. I'm not entirely sure if GLaDOS is the best person because she was working long after the factory closed. So she's someone who's been doing, she would be doing at least 111 hours, I would say, a week. Yeah, I reckon. Who would be... I've got to go with Manic Miner. (laughs) Miners, Miners and unions, they're definitely up for the battle. So there you go. Yeah, they're a thing. Who else does uh, good... I, I think it's got to be someone who's good in a team setting. I mean, Mario's a plumber. Plumbers must have good unions, Plum- surely. Plumbers got to have a good union. Uh, reminded by the local news, do you think proper like giving a lot of instructions? Mm. Oh no, no. Who is it? Um, who's the one? Master that's- Onion. Chop, yeah, Master Onion. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one of those, you know, get very good at giving the instructions, being very, very clear yeah. about what you should do, what your next steps are. What, uh, and also the parameters of your work. You are chopping an onion. This <laughs> is how you chop an onion. You don't need to do anything else. You're only, you're only chopping that onion for at least five hours a day. <laughs> that, exactly. That's all you want. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Good. All right. Do so you have another letter? There? I have a letter. It's from uh, E&L and it says, Dear team, with Microsoft, Sony and Nintendo all trying to create the Netflix of games, do you feel safe renting games on these services? Or like me... Do you fear the game equivalent of when a TV series gets pulled from the service two episodes before the end? Yours, Ian. I suppose Um, we've had that recently with the Telltale games, haven't we? Walking Dead. But I don't... That's not... That's um, the developer Mm, going under. That's not... Yeah. And it's very... Obviously, it's very disappointing if you've, like, invested a lot in something. I think usually... you get a bit of notice before um, a server or something closes. Um, uh, to be honest, I sort of play a game and then I move on. Yeah, and I don't. don't I'm not a. I don't go back. I never go back. <laughs> so if it's immediately deleted from, uh, my, I actually have a problem with on my phone. I keep things because I'm like, I definitely think I want to play that again. I've got some mm. sentimental attachments to that game. I really enjoyed it, but I, d- I haven't, and I no. never do. So. So, yeah, I don't think that I do have that concern. But then I think there's a concern about uh, if you've paid yeah. money for it, do you, want, if, do you want it to be yours? I suppose they would then justify it by saying, well, you're paying for all of this mm-hmm. game, so therefore you're going to get... You're gonna get. You're getting more than that. So how can you say you're only buying it for this game? Yeah, and that's where it gets a bit muddy, I suppose. It does get a bit muddy, and you know, oh, there was the heartbreak when Netflix took down uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, most I heard of the about seasons that. of that. Um, yeah, I'm guessing. I don't know if it affected my brother in Japan, but he does like yeah, RuPaul Drag Race shows. Yeah. So yeah. So oh, I don't know. Maybe if maybe if my attachment. But then I've watched all of those. Do I want to go back and watch them again? Yes. So if Microsoft managed to make a game that was pretty much watching RuPaul's Drag Race, you'd be up for it Oh my goodness, if there was a Drag Race game... Or just even if it was just watching the first series of RuPaul's Drag Race. Which, if you've got PSVR, you can just watch TV through the VR and it's... It's sort of like a game because you're using the you're using the headset. Sounds Basically, a game, me. isn't it? That's all you need then. That's all you need. So we're for it then. If it, if it means we can get to watch RuPaul's Drag Race, then it sounds like a good idea. To Let's us. do it. Yeah. Uh, hey Anne and the mysterious guest who definitely isn't Ben Hall. Have we uncovered you yet? <laughs> I think you. I, th- I think I. I think I actually slip, did yeah. that. Uh, I'm rubbish at Cobblops 4's new blackout mode. I'd like to be better at it, but. It, if that's not to be, I'm fine with that. What are you fine with being rubbish at, games or otherwise? Uh, P.S. Content. 
Skyscrappers is available for pre-order on Switch. It's out on the 29th. I made it with Antoni Gowland did the Switch port, so it's practically an in-house OLL project. It practically is. Practically is. Well, there you go. Uh, So does that mean you're going to get royalties on it then? Ideally... We yeah. will be getting more. So definitely season. pre-order that game. Yeah, then. definitely yeah. pre-order that. Uh, what I'm going to focus more on the in-games rather than the or otherwise because yeah. I don't think we need to start going over our faults today. No. What are you fine with being rubbish at? I was I was fine at being rubbish at um, at Splatoon, mm. and then occasionally I did quite well at it, and then I kind of got annoyed with being quite rubbish at it. Okay. Because for a long while I felt I was being bad and then all of a sudden I did quite well. Mm. So then I sold it. <laughs> Good. You were that fine. You were like, yes, yeah. it's fine. I can make some money I'm not. This. I'm not going back. I've, I've put paint all over and I think there was nothing else to do in that <laughs> game. So, yeah. Good. Uh, I am fine with being bad at driving in games. Yeah. I And also shooting in games. I'm really just, mm. that's not... That's not what I am good at, and it's also not what I enjoy. And I, def- it definitely feels to me like there's something about like, I've been talking about um, the Joy Cons quite a lot today, uh, controllers. And I didn't grow up playing video games, so I feel like I don't have a lot of like these uh, muscle memory think, yeah. things. And so I'm just not. That's just not something that I'm automatically good at. And it feels like a lot of games that involve driving or shooting a lot. Yeah. You're supposed to be very good at almost immediately. So right, yeah. I'll start it again. <laughs> but yeah, um I suppose I know at Loading Bar there's a arcade that plays um that has Space Invaders on and I know two people who play that quite regularly, mm. friends of the show. Yeah. And and they enjoy it so much even though they've never been able to get off the first level. Yeah. And I, I did it and I had the muscle memory and did it sort of first time. But they enjoy it a hell of a lot more than I do. Yeah. And I think that's something that shows how I, you can get have fun while still being bad at yeah. something. Yeah, I think, I think being fine with it is like going, am I still having fun? Yeah, well, that's great. Mm. And if you aren't, you, you've just got to be fine with not doing it. Yeah. Uh, all right, have you got another oh, one? Oh, is it me now? Yes. It is you now, It yeah. is me. So we have a letter from Stuart Ralphson who says, Greetings, team. Recently, I've been slugging my way through Hollow Knight. Apparently, it's a truly great game, and whilst I am enjoying it mostly, I feel the need to farm and track back constantly when I'm ready for a new ability to open up new areas. 7 out of 10. I shall persevere as I've only just worked out how to use the jump shrooms, but do you have any games you feel like you're meant to like, enjoy, be inspired by, but just find a chore? Keep up the good work on the best radio station. I imagine it's hard to get up here in Preston. Regards, Squire. Maybe I wasn't supposed to give his name. (laughs) Um, uh, Are there any games that you feel like you should be inspired by, you should enjoy, but you just don't? It's any of those... It's any of those uh, iPhone games, iOS games, where you're playing and you're not necessarily... There's no... There's no fun... There's no end game to it. It's just continue and see how far you can get. And... Mm it kind of gets a bit boring but you're still addicted to it and you're sort of going well if i didn't have this game i'd be doing something else yeah i think for me it's um big open world games which i just think look so beautiful i really enjoy how it is walking around them and you know there's so many side quests but then i get a bit distracted by a side quest oh no there's another one wait is this the main is this the main game oh should i should I just stick to the main game? And it just, it works. There's too much and it just works me up a little bit. And I feel like those are the kinds of things that I think are very, very beautiful. And I feel like are oh, where video games are amazing. But also I just, I you've, just can't. You've had a break for so, and sometimes you have a break and then you come back and you're going, I don't really know what the story <laughs> is anymore. Whereas in a book, you could go back a few pages and sort of catch up and go, oh yeah, that's the person yeah. this is happening. I remember yeah. it now. Can't really do that in a, unless you've got old save points but yeah. no one really does that no but maybe that's we'll patent that yeah let's patent that all right dear team and ssg as a passionate puzzle solver i'm currently moving my hobby to a crime adjacent status by trying to learn how to pick locks it's quite hard however i feel like video games taught me it would be much easier i can easily pick master locks 
lock master level locks in Skyrim. Are there any skills in life you're great at in video games but suck at in real life? Or alternatively, anything you're great at in real life but rubbish at in video games? Love and kisses, Chris Stewart. So anything I'm good at. Ooh. So again, going back to driving. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to play a lot of driving games whilst I was learning to drive. Mm. Uh, and I'm all right at driving in real life, thank goodness. Uh, and I'm still not very good at driving yeah. in video games. And it's just because it's not the same. And I think there's definitely something there about how in... Um, we talked about it a while back about... Uh, so in real life, a lot of what you have to do is like be looking around constantly. But in a video game, your head is always forward. And obviously, you don't have a steering wheel. Mm. Um, and... Yes, so I'm not very good at driving in games. Why uh, at driving in real life? So I've I've completed all the uh, Phoenix Wright games, but unfortunately, <laughs> every time I've gone to defend uh, people, saying I know how uh, lawyering works, it, it it hasn't really gone that well. I'm doing it pro bono because I'm <laughs> I'm very much for you too, but. Um, <laughs> It's just it's just not really working. So, yeah, I think that's something that I'm good at in video games, but not so good at in real life. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. think... I, don't, I think there's nothing else. <laughs> I think there's... Oh, jumping. jumping. I'm very good at jumping in video games, but in real life, oh, yeah, I can't hold myself up. Why do all video games characters have such great upper body they, strength? They can jump about three times their own height, and I think that's pretty impressive. But, but yeah. they can jump and they can hold on to stuff and then move hmm. along. Yeah. I can't... I, I wish I could do that. <laughs> there we go. Well, there you go. Should we do another one? Yeah. Go on then. Um, hi, Anne. Question for the show. Tell us what favourite movie that you would like made into a game. What options would you put in to make the game progression interesting? Love the show. Lawrence. Lawrence Weir. Oh, what game would... What movie would I like made into a game? Um, I'm trying to remember. Um... I was going to go for a really obs. Let's. I mean, though, Evil Dead Two should be a good game, and there have been games of it before, but it's just not been. They've just made like Resident Evil versions. Yeah. They've not been that much fun, but that would should be a good film. Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. That bit where it turns from black and white to Technicolor could be wonderful, like very atmospheric beforehand. Then it goes into the wonderful Technicolor. All of these amazing. If you, if you had a 4D, if you had a VR game and it was starting off oh. like normal, and then all of a sudden, it oh, just, uh, that would be. Oh, that'd be so great. Right, yeah, well, because v- that is VR. The yeah. that is the new technicolor isn't it yeah makes people throw up yeah <laughs> well and and i mean we know that wizard of oz are definitely after the money because they did the halifax advert so I'll, yeah. I'll put that down as well and you know um, you've got a very clear route yellow brick road follow that that's your quest follow the yellow brick road follow the yellow brick road uh <laughs> gotta get them ruby slippers yeah i mean what other what other games could you do i mean true grit would be good as but that's just pretty much red dead redemption so i don't know yeah uh, what do you think? We've got we've only got about ten minutes left. Yeah, we, we've got lots more letters, but we do. We had a great one from uh, Tony Gowland uh, talking about the hundred. <laughs> uh, if you had to, if you had to work a hundred hours a week on something, like had to, what what would you work a hundred hours a week on? I don't think I would work a hundred hours a week on anything really. But well. If obviously, if if Tony was doing it, I would presume he would spend it making Nick Faldo's battle golf. That is, in fact, exactly what he said. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I, I would try and do an 111 hours and do the full Nelson, make it cricket related. So there you go. That that would be good. That would be good. Oh, 100 hours sleeping, 100 hours swimming. Lovely, lovely. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for your letters. Uh, they've been a big help today. And the, and the rest will be. Read out next week. Yeah, sure. Because we're always so good at, at keeping, yeah. up, keeping those promises. All right, let's have another little bit of music and then we will be back with our reviews.
Well, welcome back to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the greatest radio station in the world. This this one is definitely the greatest. I'm fairly certain about yeah, that. Yeah, it is. We, and we've looked around for yeah. quite a few. Uh, what was that, Ben? That was that was another chip tune, surprisingly. Woo-hoo. And that was uh, amateur, amateur LSDJ. And it was uh, a song chip tune called Macabre. I've often thought amateur LSDJ. Don't be so down on yourself. Don't, uh, you don't sound so amateur to me. Sounding He's, pretty good. He sounds at least semi-professional level, at I would say. At least semi-professional. He should, he should be earning some money for this. Yeah. Rather than, yeah. Well, hopefully you're getting something. I don't know if you're getting <laughs> something from this. I'm not uh, entirely sure either. Well, you, did you get all of these from the usual spot? Yes. The, these these can all be uh, picked up from uh, chip, chipmusic.org. Yeah, that sounds right. Is. Chipmusic.org? <laughs> I think that's where it is. Yeah, Chipmusic.org. And and there will be links to it on the One Life Left page as well, uh, which is at? OneLifeLeft.com. Is okay. that it? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. when you say page, you mean website. Yeah, website. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. OneLifeLeft.com. Oh, we, we forgot to say where email should be sent yeah, as well. Yeah, and if you want Can to... Can I point to Yeah, you? yeah. Team at OneLifeLeft.com. There you go. And that's where to email if you want to send anything in for next week, which we'll definitely read because... We'll forget to read all the other ones. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we've not got a lot of time left. Should we crack on with... Well, I'm hoping, should we crack on with the reviews? But should we crack on with whatever theme tune we've got on next? Yeah. Let's give it a go. Let's give it a go. This is just going exceptionally well. This is this is professionalism to yeah. the maximum. I might even keep in the bits where we went wrong, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, all right, Ben, what have you been playing? Oh, I forgot. You always yeah, cheat and make people go Jump first. in. So, I've I've been playing a Nintendo console, but it's not been the Switch. Ooh, imagine. I've, I have been playing uh, WarioWare Gold on the Nintendo 3DS. Oh, so, 3DS. Oh, I remember those <laughs> in the day. I'm, um, yeah, but um, I really love the WarioWare games and there was a new one coming out. So I went and bought it because I like them. So have you ever played the WarioWare games before? I don't think I have. So they're kind of a mini game compilation, but you only play each game for five seconds at a time. Yeah. And they're all very bizarre sort of games. So one game you have a have a sort of finger going like that and then you have to press A to put it up the person's <laughs> nose. Or, or you're running from side to side and you're trying to find the toilet with the door open, so you go into the toilet. And there's all kinds of other games now where you're moving the DS, so it's working on movement as well. So it's all kinds of stuff like that. Wow. Touch, touch games, but it also has... This version is really good, and I really like it because there's loads of different games. It's really imaginative. There's sort of sub-games where you're playing as a little boy in bed... Mm. And you're trying to play the games without your mum noticing. So when your mum comes past, <laughs> you have to press both buttons and then you're pretending to go to sleep. Nice. And then as soon as she, she leaves, you press it again and then you're awake and you're trying to complete the game. So you're trying to play it without spending the least amount of time in your bed, which is which is just like real life. Obviously. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's really good. But there are there are some games where you have to sort of blow into the microphone and if you're on a train you you don't like that whereas whereas obviously moving your console about i'm fine with that but blowing into a microphone is a bit bad so kind of means that i've got to dock it a few points really so i'm not really sure what you're gonna go for (sighs) it's a hard thing um suppose i'll go for seven out of ten it feels like a seven to me it sounds like a seven yeah reads like a seven yeah good uh i have been playing the best VR game I have ever played. Oh, yes. So I have now played Moss on VR. Moss, uh, yeah. Moss which is um, a very beautiful little storybook puzzler. Um, so I'll just begin with... So I put my um, headset on, had my uh, earphones in, didn't have anything up on a screen. And I was making such noises, like such noises of, of like, oh, oh, oh my goodness. And I was just moving my head around so much uh, that Matt set up the projector so that he could see what it was that I was seeing <laughs> because he was like, what on, what is going on in there? What happens in VR stays in VR, doesn't uh, well, it? Well, so. not unless you put the projector. All right. Um, so, yes, Moss is uh, a very, very beautiful VR game. So you start off, uh, you're in sort of a church setting and there's a book in front of you. And as you turn the book, it tells you this this story, which is sort of like a fairy tale of a kingdom where uh, it says a, a mouse king is 
killed and there are, there's a hero who goes to save everybody but then dies and leaves behind something and a tree grows. It's the standard video game sort of plot then, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you... There's a really, really lovely device where you're turning the pages of this book and there's like uh, this blue sort of orb comes up in front of you and that's what you're using um, to control the blue orb and you can uh, move things in front of you. Uh, so then the then it sort of all comes out of um, the book mode and you are in this incredibly beautiful forest setting. And this teeny tiny little mouse you find out is called Quill sort of like ambles out into the clearing um and so quill is our new hero um and you find uh the little stone thing that was dropped by the other hero uh and so you just have to continue with quill uh and you're going to the village and you're gonna go and save the things and do the stuff and Mm. meet the uncle and the uncle goes away and you've got to battle some beetles uh, and things like that i mean the story itself is a very charming little sort of fairy fairy story like very uh cutesy um thing that you know follows a lot of those kinds of story patterns yeah. i just think that the way um the way that the the world is set up oh my goodness it's so beautiful so rich so lush i would just sit there at the beginning of every scene just looking around at everything in front of me um Quill is just absolutely adorably um, uh, animated, very, very sweet. Like, and it's really nice seeing this. You know, obviously it's a big forest world, and you've got this tiny little quill, and there's uh, the village and everything is set up, and it's all little, and I love that. Um, and the way that you are introduced is how you are looking down, and how you are able to interact with the world. So obviously you are moving quill around, but then the orb itself can move things within. Um, in the world and can help Quill jump on things, get around things, move under things. Um, but you are described as being the reader, so the orb and you looking down are then described as, oh, well, when Quill picked up this stone, the reader had chosen Quill to be the new hero. And I really, really love the way that you become a part of the story and how your perspective is explained and how your interaction with it is explained. I just think it's very, very pleasing. Um, and it's something that I think works incredibly well in uh, in VR. I really enjoy it and I'm probably going to continue reviewing it because uh, I've got a few hours in and I think I've got a while left, a little while left to go. So I'm going to keep going with this because it's just such a beautiful and rich world and I really, really enjoy the little um, puzzle bits of it as well. I'm going to give it probably 7 out of 10. Can I just check something with you, Anne? Yep. When, when you say in that game that you have to kill the beetles, yeah. do you mean the band or the, or the insects? <laughs> You have to play it to find out, Ben. I can't give away all the secrets. Okay. Come on. All right. Well, we are nearly there for time, I think. I can't quite see the clock. I believe there's two minutes left. Whoa, two minutes left. Um, So so should we we start wrapping up? (laughs) Let's start wrapping up. This is normally where where Stee and Simon, if they're doing a show together, they've already bought about five items on Amazon. So... We've not bought anything as yet, although you are trying to make me buy a PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4, PSVR. PlayStation 5 when that comes out as well. I mean... And the game... This could all happen. The best VR game ever. The best VR game ever. So that that sounds like... Yeah. Do you think we're up on Steve and Simon? Better show than they did last week? Well, I'm probably going to spend more than Steve and Simon. (laughs) So we'll have to see. But not on the show, and that's important. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks, everyone, for their letters. And Ben. Yes. Thank you for coming on and well, saving the show today. And thank you, Anna, as well, for coming in and hosting the show, doing a much better job than Steve as well. Good. I'll edit that bit out of the one you sent in. <laughs> Let's not. Uh, all right. Well, we will see you next week. Ben, you won't be here, but you'll be no. making sure that this all goes up and out on time. I'll be back with Steve and Simon next week. Okay. But for now, goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>